because it could be game changing in how people's lives are saved and how we approach mining, especially as we are starting to reopen very old mining caves in order to see if those ore bodies are still economical. Hi, Shay Russell here from Exponential Investor Podcast, and I am your solo host today as Sam Volkering isn't feeling well, so he won't be joining us right now, but he will be back next week. So I just want to take a quick uh, chance, with Sam not around, to talk about all things mining, some of the really exciting things that are happening in the space. So I am fresh from IMARC. Now, IMARC is an international mining conference that is held in Australia every year. It's been going for about 10 years, I think, or 10 years in 2023, one or the other. Not the details, not really important, but think of IMARC rather than being an investor led conference, this is an industry led conference. So it's basically the industry talking to industry. Now, um, what you'll find here is you'll get top mining bosses flying in, you'll get government leaders flying in, and you will get very important bankers flying in, all having really important discussions about where the industry needs to go and what the industry needs to do if it wants to continue to remain profitable, how to work with government legislation and what sort of topics are not just dominating in Australia but are dominating miners around the world. Now, it'll come as no surprise that ESG was one of the dominant topics this year, but there was a lot of criticism that there's been too much focus on the E part of the conversation but not enough focus on the S and the G part, so the social and the governance side of it. Um, There's some more important... um, there's some topics in there that we'll probably delve into in later podcasts, but basically, essentially, is that the permitting process is take, taking too long in some countries like the US, or it can take up to 10 years, whereas places in like Australia and Canada, it's two to three years, um, and also to the social side of it. And, you know, the social side of it is not just discussing the impact on communities, but also discussing the impact of mining on people who work in the sector. So I think you'll see going forward when it comes to ESG that there is still going to be that important focus on mining ethically and sustainably where possible, but their companies and also governments are pushing for more recognition on the social and the governance side of ESG. So keep your eyes open for that one. Um, One thing that seemed to be almost everywhere was critical minerals and how we don't have enough of the important ones. Again, lithium has been super, super popular. um, And, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, it sucked the oxygen out of the capital markets. But there's other critical minerals that we need to keep our eyes on, things like tungsten and tin and cobalt. Um, These are really important minerals that we don't have enough of. And basically we're trying to wrestle, you know, control back of the supply chain away from China because China is extremely dominant in this space. So it's about returning this um, these supply chains home, um, not so much home, but even like nearshoring and friendshoring. So essentially ensuring allies, uh, allied nations have access to these minerals and also manufacturing processes. However, my absolute favourite part of IMARC, as is every year, is the innovation side because you get a good, clear picture of where mines are going and the mining sector is going. And I'll be honest, it is absolutely tech driven there are some super super cool things in miners uh, happening in the mining sector um probably one of my favorite things it's not just a novelty so years ago the boston dynamics dog which is nicknamed spot you came out it was a bit of a novelty and you know there were jokes that it was going to be a robo dog and i believe during the pandemic the early stages of the pandemic the 
spot was used to patrol some sort of community garden in, in a country somewhere. I can't quite remember the details. Uh, but spot was actually on display at iMark and it was using uh, the what happened with spot is basically one company has put their software on top of a Boston Dynamic Dogs and it's basically 3D mapping software. So the whole idea is that this company attaches essentially its uh, sensor to spot the dog, the Boston Dynamics robot doggy, as I called it, as I chased it across the conference floor. And spot is then used, is then sent into mining tunnels, and it creates a 3D map in milliseconds for the geologists and engineers to see either a few hundred metres behind spot or completely um, above ground. They actually don't even need to enter the ground. Now, this is really cool because mining tunnels do collapse. It's a part of this industry we don't actually want to talk about. But mining tunnels collapse, and it is really good to be able to create 3D maps, detailed maps for our geo, um, for our geologists and our engineers, mining engineers, to see the state of a mining cave before sending people down. So I thought that was really cool, and uh, I will keep, you know, you should keep your eye out for companies that are looking to deploy this kind of technology because it could be game changing in how people's lives are saved and how we approach mining, especially as we are starting to reopen very old mining caves in order to see if those ore bodies are still economical. And now another thing that came out of iMark that I absolutely adored, uh, and this is going to be game changing more so for explorers and also I can see it having applications in emergency services. So one of the problems with a lot of remote mining sites is communications. It's lacking. Anywhere in Australia, you know, there's jokes on mining sites that you might have a satellite phone but you sort of got to hope that the phone and the satellite end up in that right, that exact right position when you want to make a phone call. Otherwise, it could be 24 hours before you get the chance again. So comms is in that very early stage of ex exploration. Um, it, it can be it can be pretty sketchy. It's unreliable. Once you've got an established project, you might build a tower. But again, that takes time and it's uneconomical. I cannot for the life of me remember this company's name. They basically um, created drone communication software. So essentially you buy their drone, you take it out of its little suitcase and you fly the drone up into the air. It sits about uh, 50 to 60 metres up in the air from the ground. And that drone connects into this company's own satellite network. And within 10 minutes, you have instant communication. So this isn't just the ability to make phone calls to keep in touch with your boss. This is also about being able to share data in real time. So as geologists are doing the exploration work, they don't have to wait till they get back into the office to upload all this information. They can actually work in real time and get that information sent back to either head office or back to their co-workers to maybe speed up the exploration process. So I think uh, seeing drone technology in, on mine sites for early stage exploration projects uh, is going to be absolute game changer. Um, all right, what was one of my other favourite things I saw? Oh, autonomous vehicles. Like this is, when it comes to technology, autonomous vehicles, are our minds are going to be run with them. And um, in, 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 in a really exciting way, again, this is reducing the human element of bringing... Um, this is reducing the human element because, mine, again, mining is quite dangerous. So, you know, some of the autonomous vehicles there were tiny little cars that you could put just a, a thousand ton, a thousand kilos on in order to take it up to the surface compared to the enormous automated hydraulic uh, hydraulic drill rigs. They were really cool. Either way, if you were seeing uh, companies out there that are working on autonomous vehicles for the mining space, I would follow those companies because they are going to be becoming more and more prevalent 
in mining in the future. There was one other thing that I found really exciting that I wanted to share, AR or augmented reality. Um, I've talked about augmented reality off and on for a couple of years, but augmented reality is super exciting because basically what it does is it allows miners to employ a localized workforce while knowing that special the specialty skills required are on hand. So I actually got to have a really cool um, turn with with the augmented reality. Basically, you pop a headset on, the um, you speak, you connect through to a help desk, they can see what you're working on in real time. And then they've got this little screen down below in just out of your line of sight where it actually, they can draw or they can point to it in real time and talk you through how to fix a piece of machinery. Now, I actually got to have a turn at fixing a carburetor. And in spite of my love of cars, I've never actually had anything to do with a carburetor, which worked out perfectly for the person trying to demonstrate it for me. But within about five minutes, I screwed bolts in, I'd fixed things, and I'd been able to find parts that I had no idea even existed before. Uh, and this was all basically through the use of augmented reality. So what augmented reality does is, as I said before, it allows for a localized workforce, which is going to become increasingly important under ESG. That's part of the social and the governance side of it, ensuring that the local population has work and try and reduce the reliance on what's called FIFO, so fly in, fly out, work mining sites. Um, but the other thing that it means too is it allows knowledge transfer. Now, one of the things that is impacting the mining sector right now is there's a whole bunch of older people that are actually starting to retire and there is absolutely not enough workers coming into the sector to take over those roles. So what this does is it basically means people who can retire, they might not have to completely retire and that they can still live in a big city and be called in as support when they needed to be. Basically talk through a younger generation of miners on how to operate equipment to uh, fix things or to basically better understand the ore body that they're looking at. So it was incredibly exciting. So for anyone who tells you mining is a dusty old business, it is absolutely not. Mining is, as far as I'm concerned, an absolute tech play. All right, I have waffled on long enough. I appreciate your patience. Now make sure you join us next week because Sam will be back and I'm pretty confident both of us are going to talk about the crypto market. All right, see you then.